All right, good afternoon. Yes, yes, yes. All the vacancies are filled now. The commanders did, well, the boring thing, right? They went out and got a guy who actually has been an NFL head coach and a top-notch defensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys. But, look, he was not the top choice. He was not the fans' choice. He wasn't the people's choice. Uh, he was he was the guy that you know was the safe choice, I suppose, when it was all said and done. When you see the names, here's the guys that were never going to be a choice, and I'll just rattle them off: Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, or Mike Vrabel, because none of them were going to work in this structure. And apparently, there was some contact with one Bill Belichick. But all that being said, you know Dan Quinn comes here today, and as I predicted yesterday, if this was the story, nobody was going to be overly excited about it. But I. Let's be real. If they had said Anthony Weaver today, like we'd be all sitting here going, well, I don't know much about Anthony Weaver. Uh, it's kind of cool because it's different, but we really have no freaking idea if he knows how to be a head coach. Aaron Glenn, same thing. I mean, you just, you just wouldn't know. There's that huge unknown. Ben Johnson, as much as he's been beloved and loved and you know touted, he's staying to be an offensive coordinator. We have no idea what his baseline as a head coach would look like in Mike McDonald out there in Seattle, uh, the wonder kid, the, you know, the, they called him the Sean McVay of defense. We still have no clue if he's actually going to be able to stop the Sean McVay of offense in the Kyle Shanahan in his own division. But, you know, this is where the commanders ended up. Quinn was the last guy now throughout the process. And I know I was like turning my nose up at it. Like a lot of you were when they would say, you know what? He's a real candidate. He's a real candidate. Yeah, I don't know. Come on. Is he really? Uh, is that really possible? And there are a lot of connections here, as there always is with all these coaching hires. You know, Dan Quinn worked in Atlanta with um, Thomas, uh, you know, Dimitrov, who is, of course, a guy who worked with uh, Adam Peters, the Washington general manager. Dan Quinn also had Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator the first two years. Who did Adam Peters work with in San Francisco? Kyle Shanahan, of course. Um, here's who. You know, now has a, now we have to wait probably for a couple of weeks in terms of what the staff's going to look like, because I would suspect there's going to be a lot of poaching uh, or oppor- or a chance to poach a few from that San Francisco staff. There's also an entire staff still in Washington waiting, and really that's probably where you have to go. Like that's probably the thing you got to wait be, before you can be excited. Who's the OC going to be? Number one, um, you know, what's the rest of the staff look like? Number two, but the OC is the most important hire. And oh yeah, what are you going to do with the second overall pick? All these things matter. But he is what you would you know categorize as a retread hire, right? Because a guy who's been a head coach somewhere in some ways failed, even though he got the team to the Super Bowl in the second season. Of course, the horrific loss to the um, you know the New England Patriots to being up twenty eight to three has since you know he took a year off after being fired in twenty twenty. Uh, came in and saved the Cowboys defense. The last three years been excellent. His last game wasn't good in Dallas. I get that. Uh, but, you know, as far as like the offensive or the defensive side of things in, in Washington, people should feel a heck of a lot better about it than they did as they left the season with the carnage of that defense. Uh, they do have a lot of talent gaps they got to fill in, got a lot of money to spend. Uh, they have um, certainly got to draft well. And that's where Adam Peters' expertise comes in. You know, here's this guy, you know, 16 days, I believe it is now, in, into the job. And people were so excited about him. You know, that was where they spent a lot of the, the time in the offseason was getting that front office thing figured out. And that that meant there was going to have to be a certain kind of coach, right? It's going to have to be their first-year coach. It's not going to be a Belichick. It's not going to be Jim Harbaugh. If you're going to give this power to a general manager uh, that you're going to give to him, 
not going to be Mike Vrabel, apparently, because he wants that kind of power as well. So it was either going to be a first-time head coach or somebody like a Dan Quinn who's not looking for that juice uh, at this point in his life. He's looking to be a part of it. And again, I'm going to just roll out just some retread coaches in the NFL currently or just out of the NFL recently. You know, certainly the first one the Commanders fans are going to throw at you is Ron Rivera was a retread. See how that went. Yeah, you're right. That that was a bad one. There's a guy coaching next week. You might have heard Andy Reid. He got blown out in Philadelphia. Chiefs picked him up pretty quickly. Worked out all right for them. Um, for some of you that aren't probably old enough to remember this, Bill Belichick was fired by the Cleveland Browns. Got picked up by a New England Patriots uh, team several years later after you know have to do the coordinator thing, kind of like Dan Quinn's doing. Worked out pretty good for him. Pete Carroll was a failed coach in two places uh, prior to his Seattle run. Although he wasn't that terrible in New England, to be honest with you. He had a couple playoff teams, but also with the Jets. So that was his third try. Of course, he had some college in between the uh, second and third try where he's pretty good at USC. Doug Peterson, I don't know, you know, a year ago looked really good in the second go around. Uh, with the Jaguars as a head coach after winning a Super Bowl with the Eagles. We mentioned Rivera before Sean Payton is going into year two with his retread job with the Denver Broncos. You got Todd Bowles, of course, down in Tampa. This is his second head coaching gig going on right now. Mike McCarthy of the Cowboys and his second head coaching gig. And, of course, Jim Harbaugh, uh, a decade apart back in the NFL after getting it done in Michigan, is uh, the new Chargers coach, which was just introduced today. So the, the word retread sounds so awful, yet I would say the majority of the guys that it's named have been considered successes in their second go-around, or in the case of Pete Carroll, his third go-around as head coach of the NFL. There is something to be said for having you know, another opportunity, having the hindsight of going through it and actually knowing what it's supposed to look like instead of you know the very first time. You do it isn't always great. I mean, it isn't. Does it mean that this is going to be a sm- smashing success? Again, I think the huge thing here over the next couple of weeks for Washington will be what kind of staff do they put around them? Who's his offensive coordinator, most importantly? And, of course, what do they do with that second pick? They've got to nail that. Got to get that right for you to feel any kind of excitement about anything. But you just write it off as, oh, he's a freaking retread. He's going to suck because of that. Is stupid and, and uneducated because clearly I just listed you a bunch of the retread guys that are in the league now or just outside of it that have been pretty damn good at it. Been pretty damn good at it. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494 if you want to hit us up through the uh, Ballyhoo's phone line or the uh, text line to react on this. Tom Coughlin, by the way, pretty good retread when he went back with the uh, New York Giants after doing the Jacksonville thing, too, just to name another. And I guess always the key is don't win a Super Bowl in your first place, right? Because <laughs> that never happens. Like, you don't win Super Bowls in two places. At least nobody has to this point in their careers. But it is not, like I said yesterday, this is not going to win the press conference for the Commanders uh, today. And it's not going to, uh, you know, it's not going to increase season ticket sales with Dan Quinn. And it's not going to do a lot of the things that the Snyder regime used to try to do to you, inject your veins with sugar and get you to look over here instead of looking over there. It's not going to do any of that. And that doesn't mean it's going to be a success. I'm not saying that. But it also doesn't mean it's an epic failure, obviously, here on February 1st. It's just, look, it was clunky. I mean, Ben Johnson stood him up. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, Mike McDonald, maybe they should have gone harder after him first and taken a swing there and seeing what happened. But this is uh, this is where they land. And, and again, not the worst coach in the world, certainly by any means, but also not a guy who, yeah, is going to 
you know, exactly, you know, people aren't going to like change, like the odds in Vegas haven't changed suddenly for the, uh, the commanders on this thing uh, because of that. You, James, did wear a commander shirt in here today, so you clearly have not burned all of your gear yet, like a not. Skip Bayless situation. Nope. So, although I don't think you're going to buy season tickets over this, it doesn't seem like you're ready to quit either. No, I'm not ready to buy season tickets over this. And and I was a little bit more grumpy about this yesterday than I am today. And I think that I've kind of calmed down and I, th- I think I've hit the acceptance phase of this thing. <laughs> I, I think I knew that this was coming for about a week, so I've had Stages a chance to, to marinate on it a little bit. And, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's, it's really not. And, and again, at least you kind of know, and you've been saying this, you kind of know what you're getting. With Dan Quinn, I have no idea if Mike McDonald's going to be a good head coach. I have no idea what Ben Johnson would have been. I have no idea what Brian, who Brian Callahan's going to yeah. be, Dave Canales, any of these guys. You know, hiring a young head coach seems like a great idea, and it seems like, oh, you're setting yourself up for the future, or you're setting yourself back for the next five years, either financially or in, in your franchise, because these guys have come in and wrecked the thing. So you, there's just no way to know, and I... And a lot of the things you just mentioned, no matter who your coach is going to be, you better get that number two pick right this year and a lot of other things. And the coach is not at the top of that list. Well, we'll get into also the importance of the meshing of the general manager with the head coach, too, which you know has always been important. But it's really important now when they're not the same person because this is not a structure Washington's really had since Charlie Casserly was the general manager with, you know, North Turner uh, before he was, you know, pushed out the door by Dan Snyder. They've really right. not had a real, I got all the juice general manager since then. And that's been a long time. Of course, in their best years, they had it with Bethard and Gibbs. Now they had a falling out too. They didn't, you know, that's why Bethard left, went to San Diego, built another Super Bowl team. But they're, they have not had this structure for a long time. So I think that's why some of these other names that some of us might have, you know, get, gotten our feelings over, we're never going to be in play. Just never going to be in play because they weren't meshing with Adam Peters and one another thing. So we'll get to that. And also the other the other thing, it's a small point, but I do think it's significant when we compare you know coaching searches of the past with what just happened here uh, with the uh, Commanders versus one of the old Redskins ones of the past. We'll get to that story coming up next. Scott Jackson Show. Uh, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King. Law injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED. 757-INJURED. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. We'll get to the uh, poll question here in a minute. Or mimit. Uh, but I want to remind you that uh, we have... Things to give away today. Uh, The Australian Pink Floyd tickets, the Atlantic Union Bank will give away those uh, this hour, if I remember. And uh, Dropkick Murphys later in the show, as well as Barry Currington and Kip Moore uh, tickets. So we got tickets. So we'll uh, blow out through some of those today. Uh, Bram Weinstein, voice of the Commanders at 4 o'clock and football at 4 on the hire and whether or not uh, Adam Peters and company uh, handle this thing the right way. Uh, Wes Durham, the voice of the Atlanta Falcons, ACC Sports, uh, he, of course, covered or has called the Falcons for many years now, including those uh, years with Dan Quinn. I want to get his thoughts on Dan Quinn. He was there. He had a close seat. He did the coaches' shows, uh, had a close relationship with Dan in the front office, knows how it went down. And is it fair to say, like a lot of people do from the outside, that, oh, it just fell to to, to pieces when uh, Kyle Shanahan left, and it was just because Kyle wasn't there uh, that it was bad. So I want to get that from Wes when he joins us at 5 o'clock. Okay, um, poll question, very simple today. In regards to the uh, the hire uh, by the commanders today of one Dan Quinn, uh, brought to you by Dominion Floor Coverings, do you think 
What do you think about Dan Quinn being hired as commander's coach? Love it, hate it, wait and see staff or other reply below. Um, have at it there at Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 941. Right now, there's 66.1%. They want to wait and see the staff before getting the pitchforks out. Uh, Bill, who is an Eagles fan, says love it as an Eagles fan. <laughs> I reminded him they hired Kellen Moore, by the way. And I also mentioned I hope Ron Rivera is the Cowboys' choice to replace uh, Dan Quinn. Yep. Because these are all things that could happen, people. Have your fun and yuck it up all you want. Um. Alex says, I distrust because he was just with Dallas. So, like, it's an infection or something that he got over those three years in Dallas. Do you know where Dan Quinn got his coaching career started? Well, I know you do, James. You're yeah. not allowed to talk no, about No, I'm not going to say anything. So, in 1994, Dan Quinn and I were not that far from one another in proximity. I was over here at the old Score 1310 of Pembroke One building doing, uh, doing some radio out of college as a youngster. And Dan Quinn was just out of college himself. Uh, from a place called Salisbury, although I used to call it Salisbury State, I think, when he went there, over there uh, by Ocean City, Maryland, for those of you that know, know. Uh, he graduated there in 93, so me and him were like, gosh, we're like almost the same. He's older than me by a year, but um, he was coaching just up the road at William & Mary in 1994. Uh, of course he was. Everybody's from William & Mary. If you don't know where somebody's from that coaches in football, just assume they coached at William & Mary at one point. So he was the D-line coach for the Tribe in 94. Guess who was also on that staff? Hmm, maybe a guy that's on that staff now? Yes, the guy who's ahead of Mike London was on the staff with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn went from William & Mary to VMI in 95. Then he was at Hofstra from 99 to, uh, 96 to 99. Um, actually, excuse me, 96 to uh, 2000. He was the D coordinator in 2000 at Hofstra. Then from there became the defensive quality control coach of the 49ers, Two years D-line coach with the 49ers. Was with the Dolphins for two years, 05-06. Jets, 07-08. Seahawks, 9-10 as the assistant head coach and the defensive line coach. Uh, the Florida Gators, I did not remember this about Dan Quinn. Uh, from December of, or excuse me, from 2011-2012. Uh, back to the Seahawks in 13-14 and 14 as the D coordinator before, of course, becoming the head coach of the Falcons. Took a year off, hung out in Hawaii, which sounds like a great year of life. Uh, and then was the Cowboys coach in 2021. There you go. Defensive coordinator, that is. And if people remember, Mike Nolan's Cowboys were so terrible. I mean, that defense was so That defense was really bad. Now, granted, Dan Quinn also came in the year of the Micah Parsons draft. And, you know, he's not going to get to take Micah Parsons with him, sadly. Yet. Y you know? <laughs> Micah Parsons did tweet something out a few months, about earlier this month, right? Mm -hmm. But then I guess he went on his podcast and crapped on the coaches yesterday, too. <laughs> so who knows? I don't know. I don't know if that guy knows what he's doing from day to day. Well, I don't know. we got to find <laughs> out. Was it, is it his brother that's trying to make a name for himself as well? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? You know, anyway. All right, 757-687-9494, uh, the text line. Or you can hit us up via the uh, Ballyhoo's phone line at that number as well, 757-687-9494. All right, small thing, but maybe a big thing. So we we had our poll yesterday. You and I had our whining or wine session. Don't like the hire, start over, erase the board, you know, go out back out there. You can't bring this guy in. Nobody's going to care about it. Well, they still did it, right? Yep. Like they, they did it. It wasn't just me. I mean, it was like everywhere, like all the in D.C., you know, everywhere. It's not, not going to be, again, it's not going to be one of these things where they're going to have a ticker tape parade about it or anything like that uh, and all these things. But yet that didn't deter Adam Peters. Like he didn't change, he didn't put it out there in the atmosphere as a test balloon to see how the fans were going to react or how the media thought about it and then pulled it back a la, you know, Vinny Serrato in the clown show in 2009 Ugh. when Joe Gibbs left 
And they were like, well, crap, we're going to hire a Jim Fossil. And people were like, get the hell out of there with Jim Fossil. That sucks. And then they ended up having to pivot to Jim freaking Zorn. I mean, you know, it wasn't anything like that. They didn't just, like, let the public run it. And you say, well, that was Serato and Snyder. Come on. Nobody could be that incompetent to worry about what the media thinks. Well, the last four years, I got news for you. Coach, you know, uh, Coach Centric was also Coach Let's Control the Storyline guy. I mean, he was oh, yeah. really about, like, optics guy. Like, that's all he cared about. Spent more time listening to sports radio and critiquing people as to what they said on sports radio up there. He could have been a program director. He could have actually been a radio consultant. That might be what Ron Rivera Stop it. could be doing next. Stop it. I can't, um, see, I can't see that happen. If he doesn't get this Cowboys gig. But anyway, seriously, I mean, this has been like a reoccurring pattern to so worried about, oh, God, what's the public going to think? I, I mean, I get bad at Peter's credit. This is going to be on his resume for better or for worse. He's not afraid. He's not, he's not like, no, I'm taking it back because you guys don't like him. Um, I know what I know. You know, I know a few more people than you know. He works with Kyle Shanahan very closely. I'm sure Kyle gave him all he needed. I'm sure other people he's worked with, Dimitrov, others. And, and, you know, Dimitrov, you know, he got run out of there too in Atlanta. So, I mean, he could have been, you know, throwing barbs at him if he wanted to or vice versa. But, I mean, around the NFL versus, like, the fans of the NFL, like, reaction to him is very different. It's very different. So, right. again, does it mean he's going to be any good at it? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, more importantly, it's that OC in the QB. It's going to make or break whatever happens with with Dan Quinn. Uh, and can he piece this defense together? That has a yeah. lot of holes Well, I want to go through that with you in a little while because I do think there's some interesting pieces that I would like to see Dan Quinn, you know, get his hands on right. with this defense. Because I do think there is, and I know we don't feel like it because we watched him play this year. Well, yeah. <laughs> We feel like, no, I just watched his team play. There's no talent, Scott. What are you talking about? We saw this, you know, you know what show of a defense. Stop it. There's no talent. No, there is. Really, there is. You know, there is There is something. One or two pieces. <laughs> or, or four well, or five. One or two. Okay. Or four All or five. Right. No, we'll get to them. Um, Jason, uh, is this from Jason in Portsmouth? Yeah, Jason in Portsmouth said, um, yeah, is, is, he, is he the one who wants to be, he asked me about Vrabel. Why, so frustrated they didn't hire Vrabel, who is consistently has teams who miraculously overperform. Although the last two years they didn't. They no, actually they didn't. They crapped the nope. bed. They were really horrible. And he got the quarterback wrong, yeah. too, by the way, after Tannehill yeah. decided, started to decline. Yeah, so Jason brings up, that this is pretty good, Commanders hiring Dan Quinn equals the 76ers hiring Doc Rivers. Both <laughs> qualified, good coaches, neither the best will be part of a structure that consistently gets you to where you want to be. So wait a minute. So you're telling me, I'm, I'm looking at 11 wins, for the next four years, but I never get to the, the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I'd take the 76ers' success with Doc Rivers. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, and by, by the way, they have superstars, in which the commanders do not really. Yeah, no, they don't. They do not. Yeah. Uh, Willingham saying, what if the commanders try to trade their number two pick to the Bears or the number one pick to move up and get Cable Williams, who's from D.C., uh, because he may not want to go to the Bears, and his dad may try to do what Eli Manning's dad did and get him uh, the offensive coordinator from San Francisco because Eric Bieniemy may be going back to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a lot of stuff, but that's not all out of the question. Nope. I, I do want to talk about that later with the Bears and whether or not they stick with Fields. So here's a problem. like For the commanders to move up to two, is it really worth the Bears? Unless the Bears were to have multiple trades set up, right? Like they had, yeah. okay, we can move back to two then to get back to four or five because we're not taking one of these three quarterbacks. Okay, then. But it's probably easier and more lucrative for them to actually just make one trade. Like go from one to five or one to six or whatever the number would be, right? Versus just going down because the commanders probably have to give them back the Montez sweat pick, right? They'd yep. give, give them the Montez sweat pick back. And then like another pick – 
And obviously they'd be swapping, you know, one to two, and then the Bears from two would have to make another deal. Like the draft day of the movie, Sonny Weaver absolutely would do it and give you <laughs> his entire, you know, draft class and then get him back. Well, all, we know, you know how much you love that movie. And I love that movie because it's so dang realistic uh, as well. All right. Uh, that's pretty funny. 757 <laughs> I think, uh, Jimmy, I don't have the audio up, has sent me a picture of somebody stepping on, is it a whoopee cushion or something? I got to find this. Yeah, it sounds like, I think it's supposed to be like a, like a gas noise, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought he was going to do like the the person coming over and kicking me in the groin, but he didn't. Um, (laughs) Uh, on Dan Quinn, thank you. Sorry, but good luck, says Steve. Uh, okay. Uh, 214, I just want you all, uh, I just want to know, did you all cry or puke when the announcement was made? LOL. No, I did not puke. I did not puke or cry. Look, oh, I just, I've gotten over that already. I just wanted an announcement to be made, quite frankly. Um, was Vince Lombardi considered a retread? Yeah, I guess he was, right? With uh, the Redskins, correct. Um, Cliff in Hampton says, rats, I was hoping the commanders would hire Byron Leftwich. Okay. Where is Byron Leftwich? Could somebody give us the answer to that? We don't know. Uh, James, the 252. Why wouldn't McCarthy leave my boys instead for Washington? Solid choice for Washington, but there's speculation that Rivera may be coming to Dallas. Yes. <laughs> no, please. No, you need Rivera, man. You need him. You absolutely need Rivera in your life. Uh, Jeremy says, oh, I know. I'm just hoping Quinn fails because the commanders are my wife's team. If we got to suck, they do too. All right. That's not very supportive, Jeremy. Yeah, really. I hope, I'm gonna put, I hope your wife's not listening, Jeremy. Uh, I feel the same way, though. All right, Brian uh, in Chesapeake, about my wife's team, who's the Eagles. Um, are you not allowed to say lock, lock it in? in uh, <laughs> like the, oh, uh, dude, that, was uh, a, that was a good... Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a good pause on your part. Yeah, it is. Lock it in and rip. <laughs> no, it's ripped. Yeah, okay. Yes, we are. Actually, Brian, we are allowed to say that. Um, our God, that's good. Good stuff. All right, I get. I got vacation pictures from Ross in here. I, mean, I got all kinds of stuff. The text line is full of chock full of things. All right, we'll get to more of this later. All right, 757-687-9494. Let's go to the Valley Who's phone line, Chad in Virginia Beach on the Dan Quinn hire. What's up, Chad? Chad, you with us? Go ahead, Chad. Chad, you there? Chad, going once, going twice. Chad's gone. Goodbye. Sorry, Chad. Oh, man. Sorry. Got to be ready, Chad. Chad, we need you. We needed you, baby. We needed you. We needed you at that time. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, 12th man says, in Peters, we trust, uh, one, but want to know who the OC is, and two, what happened versus Green Bay? How much of that is on Quinn? How much does that is void? Uh, avoid a performance against Green Bay again. Well, I'll say this. I mean, I think there is, and we'll talk to Wes Durham about this a little bit, at least in Dallas, there has been a feeling that if if they're against a San Francisco-based kind of offense, right, um, then it ain't going to be so good, right? It's not going to be uh, – like if they're on a Kyle Shanahan tree offense, it's not been really good. It, it, that's been the problem. That has been the problem. Uh, 757-687-9494-94-757-687-9494. You can hit us up there via the uh, Ballyhoo's phone line and the text line. All right, callers trying to come in. Do you want to take them or do you want to wait on them? We're going to get them on the other side. You take one. All right, let's grab, uh, who's this? Corin on the Eastern Shore. What's up, Corin? 
oh, what's going on? Yeah, don't think it's a good hire. We, you know, we got we just keep picking up. You know, somebody else trash. Look at the record. He his, look at he ended on the season. Why every time they are hiring people that end the season looking bad instead of giving somebody else a shot? Ch- I just got to say this: Chocolate City needs a chocolate coach. And and, and I'm Corey from the Eastern Shore. All right, is it Corey or Corin? All right, Corin, hung up. Yeah, well, they're, they're not going to get it this cycle. Um, I'll tell you what. From that perspective, then you can only hire from what the world champion teams every year because everybody's going to look bad in their last game. Yeah, and, and again, like it's not like their offense was playing lights out in that game either. Yeah, let's just put that out there. And that's not making excuses for the horrible game plan that they had and yeah. the fact that they got gashed against the run again. But yep. it's not all on Quinn. No, but it wasn't a good finish. No, it was not. Maybe that motivates him. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Kyle Shanahan got hired after his team. He was part of a, a, a team that blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. That is true. In San Francisco. So, I mean, you got to look at the body of work. And yeah, I mean, the record's not going to blow you away. He had... Um, Two, three or two really good seasons in Atlanta, and just the rest was not. I mean, that was the rest was not very good. And, you know, again, more than the coach sometimes has a hand in that injuries, personnel, but we'll get it from West Durham at five o'clock. He was there, had a front row seat. I did not. I, I just remember what I think I remember. And sometimes, you know, as Brian McNamee would say, you, you misremembered. All right, 757 687 if you want to hit us up on the phone lines at Ballyhoo's phone line. Text line works too. We'll get to um, those as well. And again, the uh, poll question of the day about the Dan Quinn hire right now, getting a lot of thumbs down and middle fingers, actually. It's not even thumbs down. It's the middle finger. Uh, it's from it's a quite lot aggressive, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit more aggressive. I'd say it's, I think Corey or Corin just gave us the middle finger uh, from the Eastern Shore. All right, coming up, the update from James. Uh, again, we got tickets to give away to Australian Pig Floyd later this hour as well. Scott Jackson, Show Pride Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. James Withams got your sports center. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. The uh, commanders today hiring Dan Quinn, the Cowboys coordinator, as their next head coach. We'll talk about it at the top of there, Bram Weinstein, the voice of the commanders. All right, phone lines open, 757-687-9494, getting some react. And so far, it is, well, as bad as bad as we thought it would be uh, yeah. in terms of excitement level. Let's get to John in Virginia Beach. What's up, John? Hey, um, you know, when I first heard that over the, uh, over the radio today, I was listening to John Kime. Um, talked to the, uh, I think it was Grand Danny or B. Mitch and Finley today. Mm-hmm. And my immediate reaction, I just kind of tilted my head back and just sighed. <laughs> but I kind of thought about it, and he really does have a good defense. Um, he's had a really good scheme for a lot of years. Um, but I've heard a lot of things where we just need to get the coordinators right. Um, there are good coordinators out there, especially on the Cowboys, you know, on the Niners. I mean, you got Al Harris who was the defensive backs coach on the Cowboys, who did great work with Bland, um, I think, when that other guy went down. And then you got Stephon Gilmore. Um, but the offensive coordinator, you got uh, Brian Grease with the 49ers, man. He was the quarterback's coach for them, um, doing a fantastic job. Uh, there are options out there for him. I don't really like the hire, but it's not the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah, Brian Greasy would be interesting. Um, you know, one of the there's two Kubiak kids on the staff, too, that have been brought up already. Yeah, I I would suspect with Peter's involvement, this is going to be a mixture of maybe a few guys from Dallas that would be promoted, uh, probably some guys from that San Francisco staff that can get promotions, and then you know some of the leftovers. I mean, there's no reason Randy Jordan should go anywhere. 
uh, the running backs coach. I mean, Ryan Kerrigan should be on that staff somewhere. Um, you know, yeah. Coach Z, the defensive line coach, I don't know if him and Dan Quinn have any type of relationship or do their philosophies mesh or not. He's interesting. Uh, I don't know about, D, you know, I don't know about special teams coach. Uh, but I mean, Katz or, you know, I, I don't know if I blame him for their mistakes with the long snapper or, or who to, you know, why, why would you draft a long snapper in the first place? I have I no idea. Uh, but, you know, there, there's there's certainly some um, there's certainly some people that are still been held over that they can use. I would not think the enemy's part of it, you know, just knowing that they're probably going to go from that 49er group. Uh, with this thing, but it, it will be interesting to see how that all meshes. I mean, O-line coach is huge because they're probably not going to have every yeah. hole filled this year. And as we saw this season, when you're going with a guy who had never done it before, it hurt. I mean, they their offensive line was bad. I mean, really, really bad at times. But they, you know, the, the previous years, they never had the greatest of personnel, but, you know, Matt Sko could, could coach them up. He was the one of the few coaches that I think Ron brought from the Panthers that actually – outperformed usually the talent level uh but this you know this season and i don't and again I, I don't know if it's fair to put it all on the line coach but the protection the protection scheme was was flawed clearly the giants games exposed some of the things there but, i mean outside of um really you know outside of sam cosme i don't know if i feel good about any of those guys and the f- other four guys in that team that started yeah, I- this year do you think? I mean, do you think honestly, Martin Mayhew is gonna? I know he's staying on the on the staff. Yeah. Do you honestly believe he's gonna have any say in like personnel, or do you think he's just gonna go towards the draft, like maybe like looking at film and things like that? Well, I mean, I think he'll he'll work, he'll do whatever you know Adam Peters wants him to do. I mean, that that's what he's gonna be. I mean, I don't know if Martin had any say these last several years. Quite frankly, I mean, Ron was in charge <laughs> of everything, which I think is quite insulting for the guys that are actually out on the road doing all the hard work that, you know, then the head coach gets to come in there and watches like just clips of guys. And he, he ultimately makes the decision based on a lot of times, if you listen to Ron, it was based on meeting parents and freaking Oh, the kid held the door for our interns. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind a guy who, you know, acted like an idiot. If he could play, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, as long as he's not as Steve Spurrier would say, he's not in jail, is he? You know, I mean, and we're supposed to believe, you know, you know, and going back, and I hate to just keep piling on on Jamin Davis, but I will because it's it's true. You know, the whole the military family and all this stuff he played up, and the parents, and this, that, and the other, and he's the guy, know. you know, who watches a you know watches a vehicular manslaughter in front of him as he's you know racing with his buddy. You know, and one of the people that worked for that staff dies, and then you know, a month later, he's going one fifteen on Loudoun County Parkway. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me! And this is the guy who you said had such great character, and you were so sure of. I mean, come on, give me a break. I know. know. It's just like we just gotta have faith, man. Just gotta yeah. have faith, and just I mean, we like you were saying earlier. I think it was a show or two ago. I mean, we just put this guy in place. I mean, we've got to give him a year or two, just see how it goes, and. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, you're not going to run. Adam Peters yeah. ain't going anywhere for a while. So he's going you know, to look, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to make some hits. I mean, look, Casterly, uh, Bethard in particular. Bethard was a great drafter outside of the first round. He was awful in the first round. And Bethard rarely wanted a pick in the first round. Granted, different day and time. I get it. We had 12 rounds and 16 rounds, I think, at one point. Or, it was crazy. I mean, there were a lot of different things, but Bethard was the great at finding the diamonds in the rough and found more, you know, obviously had more hits than misses. But yeah, I mean, that's what they got to get back to. And, you know, just um, it, it'll be interesting. I, I look. I think Quinn's scheme and his defenses were are, are have been very good. I mean, I think that part of it I am interested in. Uh, but there are still a lot of holes, right? Like there are still a lot right. of holes um, on that defense. That two of which they you know they created at the trade deadline with you know with Sweat 
and Young. But I, I look, I think the Young thing, I think we might look back at that getting a third, might look pretty damn good here in a few weeks. Or, you know, <laughs> I mean, the way he's he's been getting run on in the postseason, I mean, people have been putting him on, isolating him. I know. I hope we get Josh Allen to replace him, though, man, from the, uh, from the Jaguars. That dude is a freaking stud, man. I think we got the cap space for it. That'd be interesting. I, you know, I, again, I'm a little wary of overdoing it on on the free agency because that's not been a strength in the past. But yeah, I mean, if they want to, I mean, look at the Niners. They were really calculated. Like they spent a lot of money on Hargrave uh, from the Eagles, and it was a really good fit yeah. for them. That was a good fit for them. So hopefully, they have the same type of uh, same kind of hits here this year. All right, John. Hey, thanks for the call, buddy. Good talking to you. Thanks, man. All right, seven five seven six eight seven. Uh, 94, 94, 787 98 uh, 94. All right, we got lots of texts coming in. We'll get to those coming up. Uh, the react of the Dan Quinn hire, uh, needless to say, not exactly people telling me, hey, I just renewed season tickets or I'm going to buy season tickets this very second. Um, but certainly, you know, he's going to have a chance to put a staff together. We're going to hear a press conference at some point that may or may not move us one way or the other. Uh, right now, though, today, you want to get your raw reaction, and obviously you can hit us up at Jackson Sports on the X with the poll that is already up there as well. Scott Jackson Show, Pride Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry Kinglaw. Raider for life on the X's. I think this is great news for Washington fans. It could have been John Gruden or Josh McDaniels. It's uh, <laughs> from Raider James. <laughs> Uh, Marcus, who is a uh, Raiders fan as well, he says, I hear you. Um, I, I'm a Raider fan. I like AP. I like our DC. But it'll come down to the OC higher and the quarterback as well. Doesn't it always, though? Uh huh. I don't know come... if you want to roll another season with Aiden O'Connell. but Right. Although Devontae Adams likes him a lot. Daddy does. He does. Although, again, his face physically at the end of the year started to morph into Derek Carr, which kind of creeped me out. Yeah, but would Devontae Adams also like Justin Fields or somebody of that nature? I don't know. Well, not if you can't get on the ball That's accurately. I mean, geez, did you see some of those passes this year? All right, 757-687-9494. Ballyhoo's phone line. Let's do this. Australian Pink Floyd tickets to our second call or a pair of tickets to the Australian Pink Floyd at the Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion. Tickets on sale Friday uh, at pavilionsconcerts.com. But you can win them right now before they go on sale. Uh, as you just heard in the commercial, they're Pink Floyd, but they're from Australia. Uh, 757-687-9494. I know, I know. I, know. I, did, I had to look it up. I wasn't sure. So I just like to, uh, you know, I like to just double check these things. Uh, my man, Jimmy Lewis, says, listen to Commanders fans. You all sound like the guy trying to convince himself that the minivan your wife made you get isn't that bad. Hey, Scott's got a CD changer and a Bluetooth for Apple Tunes. That's awesome, James. Our electric windows are as well. See, bud, it's not that bad. Oh, dude. You know what? It might be nice to be a Chiefs fan right now. I mean, oh, boy. Think of all the crap-ass years the Chiefs had leading up to this. I hope you're old enough to remember those, Jimmy, because then I won't be mad at you and hate your guts for you know kicking us while we're down. Uh, but yes, that is, I never had a minivan. Thank God. My wife was actually more anti minivan than I ever was. So that was, it was good news. We never to get one of those, you know, if you don't get a minivan, you don't have to drive all your kids friends either. You know, you know that you do know that's a secret to it, right? You get like a regular SUV, you get enough space for your own family. Yeah. Sorry. I can't drive a kid around. It's going to have to Uber to practice. All right. Um, from the seven, five, seven initial reaction was, Oh my, yeah, uh, something God, but we'll see. Got to get an OC, right, and draft a quarterback. Drake May, Williams could be RG4. That's what my guy uh, Fred Smoot says. Uh, well, no, he says, no, 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 Daniels could be RG4. Jaden Daniels is his RG4 candidate. I still like Caleb Williams. I know a lot of you hate his guts. I don't. Um, maybe it's the Gonzaga DC guy thing in me, but 
I, I do like him. I think he's more pro-ready uh, than the others are. And, and again, what is this offense running? Is this a uh, Kyle Shanahan tree offense? I think it probably will be. If that's the case, you need somebody who can function from under center from time to time. Although the Niners, you know, although this past week they were kind of back to more traditional look. But two weeks ago, you know, they went shotgun a lot. I mean, they had Purdy uh, out of the shotgun quite a bit. He'll he'll go pistol from time to time. I remember at least one pistol play this past week. But that doesn't seem as as, uh, much to something since, you know, Jaden Daniels' skill set. Um, but again, I, you know, Drake may, I'm like a lot of people, there was some good, there was some bad. I might try to squeeze a Drake may question in with West Durham when he joins us at five. Cause he obviously calls ACC ball quite a bit. He would know, um, Brent on the Eastern shore. Dan Quinn, isn't going to hate the Cowboys enough. Remember I'm from Philly. <laughs> yeah, he better, he better figure that out. North Turner. One thing was good about North Turner was he actually beat the Cowboys fairly frequently for a stretch. Even their last Super Bowl season, North Turner with he with uh, Gus Farad in one game and then he Schuler in the other game beat that team, which was so weird. I do not remember Heath Schuler beating the Cowboys, yeah, but I'm Dallas, here. I'm here dude, for that in Dallas. <laughs> they were six and ten. The team wow. was terrible. It was the only team they ever looked to be competent against that season, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, I mean the thing that drove me crazy about Norv was. He would bring in like the backups. You know, it was like it wasn't Michael Irvin; it's Alvin Harper. It wasn't uh, whoever their main center was. It was John Giesick. It was Scott Galbraith. Yeah, that's I very mean, it true. was just like all the people they didn't really want. You know, and Dallas. It wasn't like they didn't make a run at Emmett Smith or anybody. No, we got all the cast off Cowboys. See, Quinn's only been there three years. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to – I'm not – clearly I have no choice, but I don't know if I hold it against them. All I know is their defenses are really good. That, that's all I know. Yeah. Their defense is really good. They had a crap you-know-what game against the, the the Packers for sure. I get that. Um, but as I was trying to explain to the guy earlier who didn't want to hear it when he hung up on us, was that your last game outside of the Super Bowl champion is not going to be something you know that you're going to be excited about unless you're the team that wins it all, the team that wins it all. Um, 49ers Mike uh, 49er Mike the poor commanders Dan Quinn is like the last one in the litter of what are the commanders doing it's like Dan Quinn done you lately good luck commanders like what has Dan Quinn done for you lately well I mean as a coordinator very good as a head coach his last two years were terrible in uh, San Fr- in uh, Atlanta excuse me because your guy went off to San Francisco although him and Sarkeesian did get to a divisional playoff game, I want to say. And that's not bad. Or was it the championship? No, they were no, they didn't not make it the championship. It was a divisional playoff game. But yes. I hear you, man. I hear you. The point is though, is he did get back to the playoffs without Kyle. Right, he did. There's he something did. to be said for that. There is something to be said for that. And again, um, if you go back and want to relive the pain of that game if you're a Falcons fan, I mean there's a lot of lot of blame to go around. It's not just the head coach, Dan Quinn, I think a lot of it was on the OC, Kyle Shanahan, throwing the football or trying to throw the football late in the game. Uh, if you remember, um, helping the helping the uh, Patriots stop the clock a couple times uh, late in that game. If you go back and want to de, you know, decompress it all or dissect it all, I guess is the word I was trying to find. Sorry. All right, 757-687-9494. All right, poll question, again, um, dealing with the higher uh, of one Dan Quinn right now most people are on the wait and see train at 66.7 percent gonna wait and see the staff train 15.1 hate it uh followed by 12.2 love it 
I think the tw- the people that love it are probably Cowboy fans, Eagles fans, and Giant fans. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's who they are. Although, if you're a Giants fan, can you really rat- rip on Dan Quinn? Did your offense move the ball at all against Dallas? <laughs> I don't think they did. No, I think it was pretty horrible. To come, you know, to be honest, and I don't remember the Eagles exactly looking great on that second go around in Dallas. By the way, it looked good in the first game, although they couldn't stop anybody. But that was kind of a theme all year. They couldn't even stop the sorry Commanders offense. Um, again, West Durham at five. We'll get to the Falcon Dan Quinn days. But coming up next, Bram Weinstein with the uh, Commanders react from him uh, today from uh, Commanders Radio. He'll join us next. And uh, we'll also, again, keep uh, hitting your text at 757-687-9494. Who won the Australian Pink Floyd tickets? That would be Chris in Norfolk. Look at that. Chris in Norfolk. Congrats. All right. We got, I think, another set tomorrow. Yep. 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 So don't fret. If you lost today, you might win tomorrow. All right. We do have the Dropkick Murphys in the 4 o'clock era. We'll try to get to um, and Billy Currington and Kip Moore in the 5 o'clock era. We are out at 6.30-ish. Well, really earlier than that. But, a little earlier. Yeah. Tip-off uh, tonight, ODU uh, Marshall at 7, pregame at 6. 30 with uh, Ted Alexander, Dennis Wolf. So we'll be stepping out a little bit earlier. All right. Um, the Panthers head coach at his presser today, Jim Harbaugh, uh, one of these retread coaches, uh, will have his presser coming up at the top of the hour. We'll get to some of that later on as well. I'd love to hear what Harbs has to say today about uh, coming back to the NFL 10 years after the fact. All right. Scott Jackson, Joe Pride, Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident? Call 757 injured 757 I N J U R E D. James Witham's Gary Sports Center.